Our intrepid heroes are giving this battle everything they've got, but the Great Ooze lumbers on. How can it be defeated? What was that mysterious object inside it? And what's the proper verb to describe an ooze's movement? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-played Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. So when we were starting and you were you were playing the intro music and then, you know, I usually do the intro like I literally just did. I was uh, uh, jamming out to the intro a little bit too much and it started getting too close to the end. And I was like, oh, wait, I have something I need to say. <laughs> so thankfully, I still caught it. But I was like, this is such good music. <laughs> So that literally just happened. Well, if you missed it, we could just... The wonders of recording that things is, is that you could just do another take. That's true. And didn't have to tell our whole listeners that I was maybe going to gonna miss the whole intro part. <laughs> that was all I had. I was just going to say, you can't handle the ooze. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Literally cannot. The ooze, the whole ooze, and nothing but the ooze. Ooze me once. Shame on ooze. Ooze me twice. He can't ooze me again. The whole ooze that's fit to view. Um. Room with an ooze? Huh? Room with an ooze? Oh, room with an ooze. <laughs> you Mew must. ooze? The very, very rare Pokemon. <laughs> you must ooze wisely. Octavia did not ooze wisely. Octavia did not ooze. You oozed poorly. He chose Wesley. The modern day ooze cycle is really short. It's only like 15 minutes. At ooze, Brute. That's a stretch. All of these have been stretches. <laughs> All right. Like an ooze does. I guess. Can probably stretch itself or something. Yeah. I don't know. Redistribute some of the ooze yeah. to become skinnier and longer. I don't maybe, know. That sounds disgusting. Oozes. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the ooze cast. The ooze cast. It's all about puddings and pies. What? I don't know. Because. I mean, black pudding. It's oh, pies. Pudding. Oozes aren't pies, though. I know. It just sounded right as I was saying it. Okay. Well, I mean, right. you can have. If you're doing a traditional, like. UK thing, you could have some pudding in a pie because I'm you sorry, have to where are we recording this? I know. Not Europe. Puddings are liquid here. Not like cakes. Well, it That's not a pudding, that's a cake. What are you talking about? It's just a very moist cake. I think you're a very moist cake. I like moist cakes. So I mean, most that's cakes not should an insult. be moist. <laughs> oh, man. Gonna have to do better than that. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think about ooze, famous movie line puns, but I can't. Anyway, uh, that's that's all I had to start things off. Well, I think that was a pretty good intro. You can't handle the ooze. I, I like mean, that's that probably one. the best. You can't handle the ooze. And indeed, we cannot.
Ooh, I am your father. Oh, wait, no, it's no, I am your father, not Luke, I am your father. Common misconception. What do people actually think it is? So the phrase that people usually say is, Luke, I am your father, but the actual line is, no, I am your father. Technically, technically. Such poor representation of that famous line. I'm just saying, technically. To be technical. I mean, that's what it was. I think they probably misconstrue it because of the the following no that Luke says. Well, it just helps put it in context when you say Luke. Oh, that's also true. He's going to be like, oh, you killed my father. And he's like, no, I am your father. Right? Based something like that. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. I always thought that there should be an emphasis on the am. No, I am your father. Not no, I am your father. Because the communication that a father is dead, but then actually them being alive would want to focus on the word am. Well, let's hop back in time. Go to like 1976 and talk to a... Good old Georgie. Oh, wait, this would have been Empire, so it would have come out after 1977, because that was a new... That was just Star Wars. That was just Star Wars back then. I don't remember what year Empire came out. Go back, talk to George and James Earl Jones, and be like, no, you're getting the emphasis wrong. You need to work on your emphasis. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Semantics are fun. (sighs) This is why why I'm an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) Semantics can be fun. Well, there's no semantics about the fact that this ooze is outclassing the rider's mutiny and even, believe it or not, a giant flying ballista turtle. (laughs) I am a giant flying ballista turtle. Again, you're like a Koopa. I am like a Koopa. A really big Koopa. Except instead of hammers, you're throwing ballistas. Ballistas. (laughs) Throwing the nails as opposed to the hammers. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is where we pick up. You just found out that this ooze is most likely formed through some sort of devilish uh, power being held in some sort of crown or circlet worn by a skeleton in the center of this big old jelly. Are you going to stay and just wallop on this thing until you destroy it? Or are you going to dive in and try to get the crown? Or are you going to run away and come up with a better strategy? Who knows? We'll find out. But we're going to pop in there. Right now, we are halfway through the duration of your wings. This oh, is right. round six. Mm-hmm. Start of round six. Start of round six. So, you're flying a giant Ankylosaurus 30 feet away from this ooze. You can sort of see in there the skeleton suspended in the center through the brackish quasi-liquid form of the great ooze. The Rider's Mutiny has retreated slightly because it took a lot of damage and a couple hits, and you could see the pirates are struggling to swab the decks off, get the gunk off before it can damage their ship too much, and just generally are trying to keep a distance, although they might swing around for another pass, depending on how things play out. So if it's the top of the round, which... So first we need to start with a concentration check. I think this concentration check is impossible, because I took... I think it might be, because... 47. Yeah, last episode you got hit with the eject slime, 
and it dealt 47 points of damage to you. So the DC would be half of that, or 23. And my uh, constitution's just a plus two, so even if I roll a natural 20, it is literally impossible. Okay. So If you roll a natural 20, maybe I'll let you keep it. So oh, why don't okay. you roll? Well. we'll see. Maybe, if I'm feeling generous. Nine. Okay, nope. You lose concentration, and the Nereid uh, vanishes. She was invisible anyway, but you can just feel your grasp on the magic wither, and there's a little sparkle in the water where she used to be as a portal opens up to the Fae, and she gets sucked back through. I'm going home! Ah, see ya! Peace out! All right, uh, so that's you. I think it's... So if you just Novad and you found this information out, it would be the Ooze's turn. Did I get oozed after I Novad or before? Before. Okay. So I think it's just going to do an acid splash at you because its slime does not regen. So please make a dex save. Seven. That's going to be a failure. You get hit with a bubble of acid. Okay. I rolled 46. Six, 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 five. Wow. Well, I mean, this is a demonic creature, so it's appropriate. Oh, man. Okay, so that's 12, 18, 23 points of acid damage. 23? 23. I am no longer an Oh, no. <laughs> okay, you still have your wings. However, I but I you cannot hold 1,100 pounds. You cannot. So as you shrink back down, the harness that was around you is, you know much, much bigger than you. So the ballista is just going to basically slip off right. and crash into the water, right. as are the two riders. Right. But at least they're crashing into water. Yes. Which I'm not sure uh, technically if that does anything to cushion falls with fall damage. Um, I, we didn't establish actually, actually how high up I was. That's true. I mean, I would think that I probably wasn't as high as I normally get. Well, they're going to fall into the water. Right. I mean, you're probably like 20 feet up. I was kind of thinking I was like 20, 30 feet up. So just have roll two acrobatics checks. Is that dexterity or strength? Dex. Uh, For Carhoon. Roll one for Carhoon. Yeah. Nine. Okay. Uh, And then for Bold. I mean, I don't have stats for him. Just roll a d20 and we'll see. 11. Okay. Uh, so, Carhoon does take a little bit of damage as he falls. He takes two points of bludge as he belly flops in. And he is wearing Ouch. his armor, I would presume. Right. So. And so what What does that do to him again? He has difficulty, even more difficulty swimming? He's going to have to roll some swim, some swim stuff to not get dragged under by the armor that he's wearing. Um, okay, so that it is Carhoon's turn, actually, as we enter round six of your wings. Okay. Um, the bolts, uh, I would assume that they're metal-tipped. Are they um, wooden enough that they can be uh, kind of a buoy or something? Probably not. And what about the ballista itself? Is it made out of wood or metal? Oh, the ballista's sinking. Okay. It's made of wood, but it's got enough, like, iron fittings on there and stuff. It's It's, heavy, it's going down. Yeah, and it's probably... Like it's sturdy, yeah. Wood as opposed to like you know weight, nice and evenly distributed type of thing. Yeah, this stuff, this stuff's going down. Okay, um, so he is going to um do whatever he needs to do to okay. roll make it an check. athletics check. Twenty four. 
Okay, he fights against the waves and keeps uh, his head above water, although it is difficult. Okay. And then can Bold, like, help him at all as his uh, action? I mean, Bold is treading water. What is? What are you trying to have Cartoon do? Or just kind of have Bold. So, like, Bold, you know, I'm imagining more wearing, like, sailor Cotton's mm-hmm. gear. And, I mean, obviously he'd be way more familiar with water and <laughs> doing treading water and things like that than Carhoon would. Um, so basically just kind of using his actions to be giving Carhoon advantage to tread water and or move. Sure, he can try to keep him afloat. So do another roll for... No, just he's, okay. that's what he's doing. Yeah. Um, okay, are they staying there for now or are they going to try to swim one way or the other? Um... I guess I'm still in the air, and I'll be like, just stay there right now. Okay. Uh, the longer Carhoon stays in the water, the harder it is going to be for him to stay afloat. Okay. How far? Treading water in, like, heavy armor. That's Not true. a good thing. That's true. Not a great thing to um, do. How far away is the Riders Mutiny? How far away is the Riders Mutiny? Well, it was further than 120 feet last we yeah. checked. Yeah. So that's going to take a long time. It's going to take a while. Okay. So, it is the Riders Mutiny's turn, though. So... What do they, uh, yeah, what do they do? Um, well, they see, um, you know, Captain Slab would see Octavia mm-hmm. transform in the sky and, and see the ballista and, and Bold and Carhoon fall. Yes. So he's going to swing the ship around and bring the ship 45 feet closer to <laughs> Carhoon and Bold. Alternatively, they could lose a dinghy. Oh. They don't want to take the full ship in. Yeah, if they can send a dinghy 45 feet out. Okay, it's basically probably... It's, uh, we'll let the sense? dinghy move like half speed this turn because it's... Part uh, of the action to like, get it They have it to out. get it down. Yeah. And the dinghy is going to be slower, so the dinghy is going to move 30 feet. Okay, so a dinghy is moved 15 feet closer. 15 feet. So they're about Carhoon. 110 since they were farther than 115. That would we'll make say sense. 110 feet away at the dinghy from Karun and Bold. So like, we're coming, boys. All right. So Karun's treading water. Uh, what's his butt? Bold is treading water. The Riders Mutiny looses a dinghy to retrieve them. You are still up. You are a human. You have just lost concentration, so you are free to cast whatever you want. Right. And you have four rounds left on your wings. Uh, I'm going to swoop down uh, with my wings, and I'm going to cast Water Walk on both Butch and Carhoon. Okay, great. And that means that they can walk on water like... Perfect. <laughs> like, Crisis. Crisis like anybody averted. else. So. Crisis averted. Is that concentration? No. Oh, nice. All right. So they just kind of pop up immediately. And that lasts for an hour. That's not concentration? That's crazy. Mm-mm. Awesome. And I can do it to up to 10 people. Ooh. Do you cast it on yourself as well? I actually don't. Okay. Because if you end up going into liquid, it brings you to the top of it. So I, I don't know if you can actually choose to go underwater when the spell is cast. I guess I could ask you. Because if it does, it, it, the. the I, if it's you, you wouldn't be able to go underwater if basically, you have that It just spell says cast if you target a creature submerged in a liquid, the spell carries the target to the surface. Yeah, so, so I'm going to say you can't like really. You couldn't fight against it to go underwater. Correct. Okay, uh, so you float down, cast that. That's your turn. 
Yeah. Okay. Oozy, oozy, ooze. It is the ooze's turn. The ooze sees if its uh, thing regens. It does not. Almost. Okay. Almost. But it does not. Instead, it reaches a pseudopod out to slap you. Okay. Natural 19. Oh, my goodness. That is going to hit. Yes, indeed, it will. You take 20 points of acid damage. It burns. It burns. And it actually gets to make another one. Uh, So it's going to decide to do that against Bold or Carhoon. Oh, my goodness. So it's going to hit Carhoon. Okay. I'd rather him hit Carhoon because... Octavia promised Captain Slab that nothing would happen to Bold. 21 points of acid to Carhoon. Ah! Carhoon shouts up, I don't know if we can kill this thing. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, look in, look inside. There's there's a crown thing that I have to go in and get. Oh! That's what's making it. It's, it's from the abyss. That seems like a bad idea. I think you should run away with us. I'm going to run away. And it is Carhoot's turn, and Carhoot just starts <laughs> running. Clanking on top of the water. I mean, I, if you really wanted him to, he could run the opposite way and start whacking at this thing with his axe, but... No, uh, I don't think it's going to be that much of a... Yeah. Okay, so Carhoot's like, we should maybe regroup, unless you have a good plan. I'm going to head over and get on solid land. Sounds good. Don't die. I'll try not to. Please, yeah, that'd be bad. And Carhoot moves towards the dinghy. And Bold is going to follow. All right. Uh, It's the boat's turn. I mean, it's going to... It's still out of range. I mean, it'll... It's still out of range, um, but just because it can't really do anything else, it's going to lose some ballista with disadvantage just to kind of keep the thing, you know, I don't know. Well, I would say it might cross uh, Bold's mind to try to bring it in closer and draw the attention of the ooze so it doesn't just wipe you. That's true. That's a good call. Because the boat can't take another hit. That's and true. Slab knows this, but he's like, I don't know how many hits you can take. Yeah, I'm just a wee thing. So. so. Okay, sounds good. So it will, uh, Slab will bring use at least uh, one move to get 45 feet closer. Yeah. Um, and would that be close enough to get the thing's attention a bit more? Yeah. It's He swings it around and starts you know, line it up for another volley so you could take two. So I will take, yes, and now, now that it's moved, it is within range and it's going to take two volleys. 15? That is a miss. Volley two. Even lower than that, so that will also <laughs> be a miss. So they let two bolts off, thwang, thwang. Uh, they both just land harmlessly in the zoos and get sucked in and start dissolving. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! It's your turn. And we're on round seven of your wings. We are. Uh, I'm going to cast protection from energy on myself, Acid. Good call. <laughs> yep. Really good call. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. So just have that gives you resistance? resistance for Perfect. an hour, and it is not concentration. Beautiful. That was a well-picked spell. Well, thank you. Yes, that was that was one of the ones that I'm like I should have this. I w- again wasn't sure how bad it would be, so I thought about casting it preemptively, which I probably should have done, mm. but wanted to keep some spell slot flexibility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you harden yourself, give yourself resistance to acids. All the acid damage will be halved, coming at you. And then if there's something that I can just kind of fly... um, Oh, I guess... um, You're still within 30 feet of it. I am still within 30 feet of it. Is there a... No, it's like 60 feet across. Is there, are there, like, <laughs> reeds? Could I just, like, fly down into the water and seem, like, less of a target? Oh, uh, you could try. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to... I still have my wings. I'm just going to drop into the water. Not obviously drop, but... Uh, go into the water. Try to become less of a huge target and kind of allow the ship to take that okay. <laughs> burden. Sounds good. Uh, so you fly down. Roll me a... I would call this... You could either call it a stealth check or like a... Charisma? Survival? I could I could take survival. Or what kind of charisma? Like a deception? Like a deception or a performance to be like, I'm not a threat to you. <laughs> I'll do performance. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a threat to you. I'm just a little fishy. Don't worry about me. 24. Okay. You think <laughs> it probably won't focus on you this round? I, I just, in its mind, like a cartoon turn into or a like fish. Or like play dead or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. This probably don't want to see <laughs> like a fish because it would be like, mmm, dinner. Yum, yum, yum. Okay. So you flop down into the water and do a pretty good uh, rigor mortis act. <laughs> it is the ooze's turn. Okay. The ooze is going to see if it's... Slime recharges. It does. Oh, dear. So it's going to fling it at the boat that has newly joined in. And actually, I think now that it's had some time to get to know the boat, it is going to target the ballista because it's not really hurting it, but it's also like it keeps throwing stuff at me, and I don't like that. It can do that like a targeted attack? Well, yeah, because all of these have different like stats and different hit points and stuff. Oh, I do see that. So it's basically going to fling a bolt right at like not at the deck but at the lower deck with oh, all the portholes to try to slam into where those projectiles are coming from. Okay. Uh, so That's really cool. Roll a- another deck save. Okay. Again, this gigantic ship is not particularly dexterous. 14, natural 16. <sighs> yeah, that's going to be a fail. <laughs> Only takes 38 points. Oh, okay. Not a great roll. So one of the ballistas starts, it just starts eating away at the fixings and the ropes and the, the wooden bits. Uh, it's still functional at this point, but not a ton. Would would he have to, would the ooze have to attack each ballista or is it Yeah, like so if it goes if it goes down, it's going to destroy one of your ballistas. Okay, just one of them and not all of them. Okay. Um, okay, that is the ooze's turn and it... Repairs itself basically back to it hasn't taken damage in a while, so yeah. it's basically it looks just about as good as new. Carhoon's turn, top around eight of your wings. Um, I mean, if if he's wanting to get into the dinghy, I mean, I guess he doesn't need to now that he has the walk on water. That's true. Um, if he can, yeah, I mean, he's gonna look around, he knows that I'm planning on diving in. Uh, and he's just going to loose some arrows to again, kind of get its attention towards the boat and toward away from me. Okay. Uh, twenty to hit. That's a hit. Not natural. 
Eight slashing, non-magical. Piercing. <laughs> oh, piercing, sorry. Probably even worse. <laughs> arrow number two. 14 to hit, yeah. That is a miss. Two arrows. One does a little bit. Takes a little chunk of slime off. All right, Carhoon does that. Uh, probably is going to keep moving toward the dinghy. Mm-hmm. Fires two arrows. Uh, Bold is just going to run towards the dinghy. It's not terribly comfortable walking on water. Understandable. And doesn't have, like, isn't necessarily outfitted to go toe-to-toe with a giant ooze. Um, uh, Carhoon's going to stay, like, uh, 50 feet away from the ooze. Um just so that he could get up to it if he needs to. No, he should probably get... No, he should get into the boat. He'll go He'll go. I mean, he can do boat, that if, if that's what you want him to do. Nah, he should get into the boat. Okay. I mean, he'll, he'll just move 30 feet and fire two arrows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the dinghy moves 30 feet closer. So probably, I think, next round, Bold will meet up with it. Meet up with the dinghy. Um, okay, your turn. All right. You are flopping around in the water. I'm flopping around Still in the water. Still about 30 feet away. Um, I cast freedom of movement on myself, Ooh. which allows myself to be unimpeded by things such as water. Look at you and all your buff spells. Look at you. Good job. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not too much of a dum-dum. <laughs> I have some cool spells. Nice. I always have this one prepped um, because it's a really great get out of jail card because literally it lets you get out of jail. So, are you sure protection from energy is not concentration? I'm I'm pretty sure that's at least the the spell app that I'm using doesn't say that it is. Let me see the card because I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, it is. It just is not very obvious. I'm so sorry. I'm used to having big. That's on that's on me. I actually haven't cast it before, so. Is freedom for movement concentration. Let's see if it is. I was going to say, it's not like 5e to let you stack so many buffs up. So many, yeah. Which is unfortunate. I like buffs. No, freedom of movement is not concentration. Okay. You are good then. So I I was... But you are concentrated. I was mistaken with the protection from energy is is indeed concentration. Protection from acid. Freedom of movement is not concentration. And I'm going to cast that on myself... Um. So, being underwater imposes no penalties on the target's movements or attacks. Yep. So, I'm gonna say that. Yep. This is. I can this then work. move through the ooze freely. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Yes. So, I'm going to move 30 feet towards the ooze. Okay. And then I'll be like right on the. The, the right doorstep the of the ooze. Of the ooze. <laughs> Again, I'm gonna still try to like now that I can move so freely underwater. I'm gonna kind of keep like my head, do a classic like put a reed in my mouth, bobbing underneath the water, okay. um, trying to be surreptitious about it. Sure. Okay. So you you get all ready to make your run, and it is the ooze's turn. Roll me another performance check. Or stealth. I would also let it let you do stealth. <laughs> My performance is much higher. Okay. Non-natural 20. All right. <laughs> Thanks to Fool Me's, My performance is a plus eight. Okay. Uh, so the ooze slurps over. It's going to see if its thing recharges. It does not. Good. So it has a few options here. Carhoon's too far. 
Acid Splash is 60 feet, so Carhoon is farther away than that. So really nothing is in range except for you. Uh-oh. So it's gonna... It's gonna see if it notices you. You rolled a 20 on your performance? Mm-hmm. Okay, it is just going to... It's just gonna move forward then, because it doesn't really feel like anything worth hitting is in range, so it's gonna move forward 20 feet, which is probably gonna slump on top of you. Perfect. So I will say you can either let yourself be pushed by this wall of ooze, or you can just kind of push your way in and enter it. I am going to push my way in and enter it. Okay. So the ooze just... Uh, I don't I don't know a great verb for that sludges around you. Encapsulates. Encapsulates you as it moves over. Entombs. <laughs> entombs you. Now, you still cannot breathe. Right. I have to hold my breath. So you have to hold your breath. You can hold your breath for quite a while, but... Right. Because it's, what, number of minutes equal to your <laughs> constitution plus something? Yeah. So I think you're going to be fine because you've... I have a 14 You've been able to prepare for this. It's not yeah. like it's catching you off guard. Right. So you should be able to hold your breath for a few minutes. Uh, it is Carhoon's turn. Okay, he's going to uh, just loosen two more arrows. <laughs> or can he do like a... Actually, like a history check to see if in all of the books that he's read, he's seen an instance, read about an instance where devils would interact with the plane of water? Or if there is a myth of this devil who had... I don't know. I think probably not in this moment. Not in this moment, okay. Probably not the first thing on his mind. Yeah. I mean, we know that the Abeleth worked with the devil, so we know that there's been demonic and devilish (laughs) interaction between those two types of creatures, but... Okay. Uh, Two arrows coming up. First one. 17 to hit. That is a hit. Nine piercing. Okay. Arrow two. Natural one. Nah. Let me get out my crit thing. These episodes of crits, man. Sometimes we go so many episodes without getting one. Well, we hadn't had combat in a couple episodes. Alrighty. Crit, 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 fail. Roll me a d20. I rolled another one. Another one? That's exactly what happened with the crit fail from last episode. Okay. This is also from D&D Head called Funny Bone. Thank you, D&D Head. And you're wild flailing. Oh, dear. As he's trying to knock another arrow, you hit wild your funny bone. walking on water. <laughs> you have disadvantage on attack rolls with weapons and spells with somatic components for one D4 round as the tingling continues. Mm. Have we done this one before? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I know we had disadvantage for something else. Oh, that was the snuffalo hair. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. The sneezing. So roll a d4. All right. One. Okay. (laughs) Thankfully. For one round, Carhoon will have disadvantage on all attacks and spells. Not that he's doing. Not that he's doing a ton of spells. All right. Of all the of all the instances for Carhoon to have disadvantage, this is actually pretty, pretty great. All right. Uh, It is the boat's turn, and this is also round nine of your wings. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. The dinghy meets bold. Okay. And bold can kind of hop aboard. Bold is in the dinghy. The boat is, you know, relatively close to the ooze at this point. I feel like it's bringing its attention to it. Uh, so it'll just use all three of its actions to uh, fling ballista at it. Cool. There's boop, no boop, boop, repair boop. action that I can take, right? No, it's going to take longer than a six-second round okay. to repair things. I rolled another natural one. 
Three ones in a row. Wow. Roll me another. Wow. Natural 20. Okay. This. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why couldn't those rolls have been swapped? All right. This crit fail for the boat is from Jack. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, it Jack. It's called Indecision. Oh, dear. And in an effort to make the best attack you can, you let perfection get in the way of good. Mm. Your attack misses and you lose your action on your next turn. Oh, wow. So Slab's up there yelling orders and he's like, get everything lined up. And they're like, should we fire? No, get it lined up perfectly. Uh, So this attack misses and no action next turn. So. Or I would just rule, you know, no more attacks this round. Because it can technically take three actions on its turn. Yeah, I will. uh, Because the boat works slightly differently than PCs, I'm just going to say you lose the rest of this Okay. This round. That that's very fair. Very fair. That's fair. So the boat makes one. Slab is disappointed that it missed. They're Tries like to line up the perfect scr- shot. Yeah, scrambling to get other can't. other bolts in, and I'm sure like the the crew members are like seeing this giant news, and you know their hands are starting to get shaky. They're seeing nothing is ha- nothing is helping. <laughs> so their their hands poor, poor fumble pirates. as they try to load up these other two ballista. These poor pirates. It is your turn. Okay. So, round nine, you have your wings for this round and then one more after it. At the end right. of next round, your wings are gone. That's right. You are inside of the zoos. First things first, make a constitution saving throw. Natural 17. What's the total? 19. So, you feel like you're fighting it off, but this is a foul concoction and you do not want to be in here any longer than you need to be. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you are going to take some acid damage, right. which you will have. Ooh. So, it's still not going to be good. I hope you got a decent amount of hit points left. If you fall unconscious in this ooze, that would be bad news. Uh, that's twenty-two total, so you take eleven okay. points of acid damage as it's singeing your skin. Okay. So I'm probably, so it moved 20 feet over me if this thing is in the middle, floating in the middle of the 60-foot cube. It's like 30 feet up, basically. Yes. Yep. Okay. Can I dash and still interact with an object because it's a free action? Mm-hmm. I'm going to dash. Grab this cr- tiara. It's a crown. Grab this tiara. It's a crown. From Claire's. And fly out of these. So, you swim past, you just kind of like walk past, it's a weird feeling. I know, because uh, I'm like, swim. because with my freedom of movement, I can treat it like normal air, but I'm flying in this ooze, like it's... So you, you walk up dodging skeletons of fishes and aquatic creatures, and then just bits of like rock and rubble that this thing was not able to dissolve and you get to the skeleton which generally speaking just looks like a normal humanoid person you can't really tell oh i don't you don't know if it was an elf or a human or some other species it doesn't look like a dwarf or a gnome or a halfling or anything because mm-hmm. it's not short enough um and you reach up to grab this crown which is sort of like a, a bronzy blackish crown that's not incredibly decorated it's more like hammered mm-hmm. metal like wrought uh, and you try to pull it off the head. Roll a strength check. 18. 
Okay. Uh, you, with some effort, manage to uh, pull it off of the head of this creature. Whatever this creature used to be. And the ooze gives a little bit of a shudder. Okay. And uh, in, the, in our free action six seconds, I'll be like, Jusulka, I have it in my hands. Can you give me your quick once over? Get out of here. Okay. We can deal with that later. Okay. Um, and so, Octavia, I guess since she's able to, like, walk in the ooze, if she's still dashing, she's able to use both her walk and her fly. And so she can walk an additional 30 feet. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she exits the ooze, she can fly 60 feet if she's taking her action to dash. Or I guess she should be able to fly an additional 30 feet. You'll be able to fly an additional 30 feet. Okay. Not 60. Don't wasn't sure push it. Both Don't push it. <laughs> I mean, if she had been in... Don't push it. Because you can use both walking and flying, and so if you're I dashing, think is an does, easily it, abused rule. does it double both? N- no. Okay. Dashing doesn't double your movement speed. You just can take it again. You just use your action to move. Okay. Okay, so you grab the crown, pull it off, the ooze gives a shudder, and you fight your way out of the ooze, walk to the edge, and then manage to... Like Very glorious, out of it. Yeah, like burst forth flying. And then you. In the direction of the boat. Fly 30 feet away towards the boat as you just like explode like the Millennium Falcon coming out of the Death Star 2 mm-hmm. in an explosion of ooze. Out. You're still dripping. You're still coated. All right, it is the ooze's turn as you pull this crown out. Uh, as it leaves the body of the ooze, everything shudders <gasps> and shakes and starts to bubble all over. And everything sort of contracts and the ooze gets a little bit smaller. Okay. Oh no. And then oh, it no, explodes. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna get out everything. Oh no. So yeah, basically everything. Oh, it's no. enormous. <laughs> it's a huge explosion. So this is you. This is Carhoon. And the dinghy. And I guess the the ship the is ship. in ballista rage. So, yeah. it's a, so everyone needs to make a dexterity saving oh throw. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, I'll do Octavia first. <laughs> as soon as you were like, it could try. So I'm like, oh no. Of course. <laughs> a nine for Octavia. Uh, Carhoon. <laughs> a nine for Carhoon. Oh no. The ship. Ship slash dinghy. Will we do that as one? Or yeah, okay. let's just make it easy. Twelve for the ship. Natural fourteen. That's a whole bunch of failures. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of failures. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this thing explodes, sending chunks of slime and ooze all over everybody. Y'all are gonna take. Oh dear! So many dice. He's rolling. A good roll too. Thirty-nine. Jeez. Points of acid damage. Okay. That was a really good roll. As this thing just obliterates itself, explodes outward in a shower like a volcano, like a greenish, blackish volcano of jello and putrescence. Chunks of it just land on the deck of the ship and start sizzling their way through the deck, and people are trying to shove it off without touching it too much. They're getting brooms and buckets and oars and whatever they can grab to to clear off the deck before it just dissolves all of their ship. Uh, you take a good beating. Carhoon takes a good beating. 
Getting all... I guess mine is still halved, but I should roll concentration for that. Uh, or do I roll concentration for it after I take the damage? Yeah, because okay. you take the damage first. So, so I'll yes, roll, roll concentration. concentration for my protection. Oh, I think I lose it. I rolled a 12. But wait, it was 39. Mm-hmm. Halved of which would be... 19. And it's either 10 or... Half the damage. Half the damage. Whichever's higher. Whichever's higher. So I succeeded because I rolled an 11. So if it was 39 acid, I have protection, I see, okay, for, okay, I have okay, protection okay. I from elements, so I actually saying. only took 19, so half sure, of Sure, it doesn't really matter. You can keep it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Just thinking so, of that, breaking it down that way. So everyone's coated in a thin layer of slime, and you can still feel it singeing on your skin mm-hmm. as your wings start to fade out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can fly as far as you can, but you'll get about halfway to the ship before your wings <laughs> poof out into the ether and you fall into the water. Mm-hmm. I still have my freedom of movement. So yeah, I'm able so you to can just kind of swim pretty easily. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is really funny mental image. So, in the aftermath of this explosion, the dinghy gets back to the ship. You climb aboard. The sailors are cleaning off the deck. And you're holding this blackish, bronzish crown. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you do, it's just constantly slippery and slimy and just like coated in a thin layer Ooh. of gunk. Uh, Slab and Carhoon walk up to you, both sweating profusely, mm-hmm. probably damp, and parts of their armor and weapons and clothing are singed away. And hair, too, and probably. Hair. Like- yeah, they're, they're all everyone's got some interesting stuff going on because they've got probably like burn marks on their chests and part of their hair is gone. Some eyebrows are missing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some swords are just like eroded in half. Oh, yeah. It's great. My cloak is all like destroyed. It's gone. You don't benefit from it anymore. (laughs) Darn. Uh, Yeah. So Slab walks up and says, I'm uh, glad you figured out that thing had a weak point because things were looking pretty grim there for a while. I was afraid we'd have to turn tail and run away with our lives. I thought so too. Thankfully, yeah, I was able to get some of that intel, but we were doing nothing to it. And I mean, if we didn't take care of this, I don't know. I don't know what else we could do for the married lords to make them, you know, pay attention to us. So Probably not much. They may have sent us out here. Because they just thought we were going to die. Oh, I 100% would believe that. Totally makes sense. Um, but yeah. hey, they'll be surprised to see us walk in again. <laughs> I think they will be. And Carhoon comes up and he says, So, yeah, things were looking pretty pretty bad out there. What's uh, what's this? I don't, the crown. I don't really know. And kind of under her breath, because I'm not sure how much she's told the crew about they know that they she has these articles of power, but I don't know if she's explicitly been like, I have, you know, the, the consciousnesses of other beings also in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of under her breath, she'll be like, Jusulka pointed it out for me. He, he said he felt something, and I saw it when the lightning struck. I saw something in there, uh, but I, did, I couldn't, I wouldn't have known what it was except Jusulka. He could sense it. Hmm. Well, we should find out what that is. If it made a giant ooze, it's probably not a good thing. I don't, yeah, I don't... He he mentioned that it was from the abyss, that it was something devilish. Hmm. 
well. Which I don't know how he would know that, which is also highly suspect. I mean, he's into some pretty bad stuff. He has an army of zombies in a box in your bag. That's very true. I'm not surprised. Well, it makes me... I mean... We, we know that dragons had dealings with the devils. The devils, right. Yeah. This is Which really a surprise to me. Makes me be like, was this was this his old buddy? A little trinket that maybe Jusulka made or... And gave to a friend. Well, we can, we can find we out. We can find that out, yeah. But that's how... That's... I wouldn't have figured it out by myself. Hmm. Well, glad you took care of it. I'm glad that it worked. I mean, I was I was really hoping the flying ballista, <laughs> flying ballista would actually. I mean, that do was a, that was that was a cool image, and for like any other creature, it probably would have been great. I feel like we can put it now in our kind of like arsenal of, of good battle strategies. Now that we know it works. Um, well, we'd have to take one of these ballista. I don't know if they're gonna go for that. We already lost one of them. True. I guess if we ever we could maybe purchase could a ballista, we could one, find yeah. one. I don't know. Who knows? We'll put we'll put a pin in that. We'll put, yeah, but I'm just I'm just glad that we're okay because it was looking pretty hairy there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Slab interjects again. Well, I don't mean to move things along, but we need to make repairs to the mutiny. But she's still seaworthy enough that we can start heading on our way. And I don't really want to be out here in this. Uh, I don't want to see if that ooze is going to come back together again. I don't blame you. Is there any... Do you... Um, and the, look, looking both at the captain and at Carhoon, Octavia will be like, is there any acid-resistant thing we can put a bit of the ooze in to prove to the Merid Lords that it's gone? Well, I mean, what about that trinket you're holding there? True. Is that I'm, not proof enough? They said they had eyes everywhere. I that's think, true. Uh, I don't want to bring any of that on board this here ship. That makes sense. Well, it looks like you've held up your end of the bargain... So we can set a course for the Isle of Dread, if it's all the same to you. She'll steal herself, and it's like, I've already had to deal with one crazy magical (laughs) item here in the Plain of Water, man. (laughs) But she'll kind of straighten her spine and be like, let's do it. Now's as good a time as any. All right, we're going to put you to work. Helping us repair this ship. There's some weak spots in the deck, and the railings are gone on that side, and one of our ballista took a fair hit. We're going to have to repair that. But we'll have a few days before we make it there, so... Uh, put me... I mean, I was okay at fishing. I can keep people fed while repairs are going. I mean, I've I'd had a shop. I'm not bad with a hammer. There won't be any, uh, any lack of work for people to do, so... We'll find something to keep you busy. Yeah, put us to work. <sighs> well, he turns to his crew. Men, I'm proud of you today. We put up a good fight. And although this ship didn't actually do that much in turning the tide of the battle, except absorb some hits that maybe would have killed our uh, new friends here, which I guess shouldn't be understated. I, yeah, I mean, this ship, kind of like from the background, she'll like pipe up and be like, Oh uh, yeah, the the ship definitely uh took. I mean, I'd 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 be a puddle of ass. I'd I'd be a puddle, Octavia. So the ship definitely really helped. <laughs> so good on you, men. We're gonna get some repairs gone, but we're gonna feast tonight. You've earned it. And everyone's ah! like, ah! we'll open up a keg of the good stuff. We got a few of those left in the hold, and they're like, ah! 
Oh man, the restraint have gone twenty years and still have a few. Oh, they drank everything else. It's just the good stuff that's left. Ah, uh, they've been making bathtub whatever in the meantime. I guess that's true. Yeah, they have enough liquid to make salty moonshine. Just a lot of really, really bad rum. Ugh. So <laughs> the ship turns around and starts making its way out away from the gross swamp and into clean open waters again with the great ooze in your rear view does you know as as the ooze was kind of disintegrating and everything did we see anything like happen to the ocean did it i mean no you you imagine that i mean the source of the pollution is gone so it'll probably you know dilute itself enough yeah you know the microbes will come and eat the gunk or whatever okay all right what do you do well um you know Octavia will, um, she's hesitant to put this crown anywhere other than on her person, but she's also hesitant to put it in her bag because it has, you know, her bag has other, uh, valuable things in it, like Jasulka's body, an army mm-hmm. of <laughs> zombies, as Carhoon so adequately remembered, True. um, some, you know, ancient priceless books, I think, still in there. Um, so, and since it's so slippery, she's going to, um, just get a rope and put it through the crown and, like, tie it to her waist. So it's, like, popping around on her, on her hip, basically. So, like, she's not going to lose it, but since it's so slippery, it's not going to, like, you know, ooh, Mm -hmm. like, uh, like a jellyfish, like, pop overboard type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then as she's working, she's going to be, like... Okay, Jasulka, you know, here it is. It's it's out. What's the scoop with this? What's going on? Hmm. Well, I've had some time to think about it and sort of come to recognize the foul smell that it's just infused with. I can't tell you exactly what it is or what it does, but it comes from, this much I am sure, the Plain of Flathabos, otherwise known as the Plain of Filth, ruled by the Archdevil Zava, Rhone, Lord of Gluttony. I've had my dealings with the Archdevils in the past, which your uh, elven friend was so quick to point out, but uh, Verone was always one of the the last to receive my attentions because, quite frankly, I find him a detestable character. So would you have any idea who would wear such a crown? I've told you what I know, which is, quite frankly, more than you'd get at most uh, universities or from most scholars in this worldly plane. I think if you were to... It would take uh, some, some time perhaps an hour of sitting and studying it to figure out what it is and what it does. Um, okay. Well, thank you for, for having that information, and you mentioned that I wouldn't be able to get it at the universities, and that's very true. You you and Fulmis have both had wealths uh, of knowledge that you know only you have. Please don't forget that, and also don't forget about our little arrangement, which I certainly have not forgot about. I have not either. Has not been You're going to have to pay the piper at some point, Octavia. Or maybe the piper will come and uh, loot your home and then burn it to the ground. So I have just, not, uh, just I have remember that. I have forgotten about our agreement. Your body is safe with me, as I always have said it, it would be. So, um, 
Octavia is going to, uh, after she finishes, like, you know, finishes kind of one task um, before beginning on another, uh, she's going to go to Captain Slab and be like, um, is it all right if I take a little bit and try to figure out exactly what this crown is? Yeah, I think you've deserved, you've, you've earned it today. Thanks. So I Go take a rest, heal up. I'm going to go downstairs. I don't want this to be... Don't tell your men quite yet about it, because... It's probably a not. I mean, most great of them thing. saw it. You weren't really. See, okay, yeah. that's true. That's I mean, true. It's not it was really also a secret, on my hip but... and everything. That's a good point. So. Okay, never mind. I'm just going to go downstairs. Okay. You go downstairs, and it's a smoky, dingy place, and you can hear Gristle McThornbody hard at work in the galley, whipping up a feast for these hungry pirates and yourself. Okay, so Octavia will um, kind of find her hammock. Um, I actually, probably it was her hammock that was sacrificed to make uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, saddle uh, harness for the uh, ballista. So she'll just kind of uh, find a quiet corner, um, put this uh, crown in her lap, um, and she'll close her eyes. And lately, when she's been closing her eyes and opening herself up to the magic of the world. She's been communicating with Fulmis and Jusulka, but this time, and it's been a while, um, but she's going to sit and she's going to be like, Grastus, I know it's been a while. Um, and I assume that you can hear me here. I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, the three are over all the planes. But we found something that seems more insidious than just than just crag than just what's happening on Moir and I want to know what it can do um, but also just protect me from being foolish and thinking that I can control it and she's just gonna try to figure out the magic of this crown okay you sit there and you look at the crown and you try to feel out what the crown is and you roll it over in your hands and you look at it deeply and meditate on it roll a wisdom saving throw luck point <laughs> 19. You feel like you just barely succeeded on that. And you feel like the crown is compelling you to put it on, but you are managing to resist for now. You feel that it does have great power. Having resisted that, you would know that you would at very least gain immunity to poison damage and the poison condition. And your constitution score would increase by two to a maximum of 24. Oh, wow. Okay. Then does it... You are. Does it what? I mean, does it seem like there is a a consciousness contained in it that Mm. is behind the compulsion? Not necessarily, but you are just being... you, You feel a draw to put it on, and you are managing to resist for now. Okay. She'll, you know, kind of feeling feeling that compulsion and f- stealing herself. 
um, if there's like a pillowcase uh, that she can grab or something, she's going to stuff it in, stuff it in some bag, stuff it in something, but still keep it on her person. Mm-hmm. You do that, and as you do that, you also get the feeling that like you wouldn't be able to leave this somewhere if you wanted to. Oh. And you put it in a pillowcase, and you put it, like, in a bag, or keep it tied around your waist or whatever. Uh, but you can still feel it itching at the back of your brain. So what would happen if I left it somewhere? You couldn't. So I can't physically want to leave it somewhere? Mm-hmm. Is it because I've attuned to it, or? No, you're not attuned to it. Okay. But I I know that, and I recognize that. Kind of. Kind of. Is it... You know it has, like, some sort of pull over you, but at the same time, it's not really, like... Again, you're resisting it, but you don't hate it right now. Is this something that I could articulate to someone else, basically? Probably. Okay. You could at least articulate, maybe not in specifics, but you could at least articulate that it's a weird thing and it's doing weird things to your brain. Okay. Um, so kind of feeling this and knowing that she is at least currently clear-minded, um, she's going to go f- find Carhoon. Okay. Um, and, you know, if he's working on the deck, um, putting back, putting railings back together, whatever, um, she's gonna be like, um, hey, Carhoon, uh, I, I kinda need to talk to you over here. Um. What's up? Um, and then they'll kind of, like, go back down into the hold somewhere a little away, um, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, so, this thing wants me to put it on. Hmm. Um, I'm able to right now not. Um, but it, it's, it's working with my brain. Um. Oh. Uh, Jasulko told me that it's probably from the plane of filth. Mm. Um. Sounds great. And Zarvaron, where Zarvaron's reign, uh, you know, holds sway. Um. Cool. So it's all about filth and poison and, and things like that. Um, but it does want me to put it on, and it I like it being here next to me. Well, that's gr- great news. Don't put it on if you can. I'm, obvi- that. I'm gonna try not to, obviously, as I'm currently not wearing it, but I just kind of need you to know Ooh. so that you can also keep an eye on me and it. Okay, it, it I don't know if it has like a consciousness inside it, like my. The, the soul artifacts do, but like it's it. It's not just some inanimate thing. Like there's something more with it. Something strange is afoot at the Circle K. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. I will. We will watch this. Do you? I mean, with all your studies, do you know of of magical items that do things like this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they exist. Okay. They're out there. Uh, Do you they're know not f- incredibly common, and they're usually pretty powerful. Do you know of anything that I can do to, like, keep, uh, 
like keep up overcoming the urge to put it on? Like, is there something that can willpower? That if we had a powerful wizard here who might be able to break whatever connection has already been formed. I mean, it sounds like a pretty, pretty uh, run-of-the-mill, cursy type thing. Okay. You know, if a magic item doesn't want you to get rid of it, that usually means uh, that it's using you as much as you're using it. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the dress would be wearing me, and I would not be wearing the dress. So, I don't know if there's much we can do right now. Well, I'm just worried that... Unless the, you can find a fish wizard. I mean, I'm just worried that the married lords are going to want to keep it as evidence of the ooze being gone, and then I'm going to get all like, no, don't keep it! Like, Well, maybe they could break the... They're pretty powerful. Maybe well, they could I know, break the but curse. then they'd be like, oh, we broke the curse. We're not going to send you back to Moir because we've already done a favor for you. That's what mm, I'm also worried about. This is possible. We'll just have to, uh, we'll have to see when we get there. I mean, it, no one on the ship can cast anything except for the, uh, the navigator, and right. it doesn't seem to have that kind of magic. I certainly can't. I can shoot sparks out of my fingertips sometimes, but that's about the extent of my arcane knowledge. You're the best uh, caster we got here, but I don't think you could willfully remove whatever's happening. Well, especially, I mean, maybe it might even stop, because we have this connection. It might even stop my casting something that could potentially sever the connection yeah. to begin with. So. Yeah. I okay. mean, we might be able to search someone out in this plane who could help you. Or we could try to finish our mission as quickly as possible. I think with I think the mission should be our focus first. Okay. If you start acting weird, though, what do you want me to do? Um... Um, uh, knock me out, manacle me? I'm not sure. Um, manacles are hard on you because you can just, like, turn into a mouse and run away. True. Uh, <laughs> um, I will have to think about that. Okay. I, hit me over the head. I don't know. Knock me out. I mean, I could do that, but that only lasts for so long. I know. And if I do that too much, it's probably going to be, be very worse bad. for your brain. Long da- long-term damage. That's true. So. Um... I'll talk we'll to have to think about that. I'll talk to Jasulka again. I really don't want to, but hmm. he seems to know more than he's saying. Oh, we could this. just put you in his little box. You could just oh yeah, just put me in his little box. Oh, yeah. Could we just put it in his little box? I don't know. And then, because it would still technically be on my person, so if it's like, oh, don't let me be off of your person. I mean, you get the sense that that might not work because it's like. A demi-plane away. Oh, okay. Might be too far removed. Okay. For it. And I was like, maybe it could sever the connection. That it's kind of also what I was thinking. Okay, but yeah, yeah, just put me in there if I get like really, really weird. Okay. Um. Maybe you should. Uh, maybe you should give me the bag for right now. Sure. Just, uh, just in case. Yeah. While you've still got your faculties. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of re- reluctantly <laughs> hand it to him. Takes it back. Hmm. Well. It's not one thing, it's another, huh? Yeah, we probably shouldn't tell the crew about this. Yeah, no. Yeah, definitely not. Hmm. Okay, well. Well, we're setting sail immediately to the Isle of Dread. Yeah, I think we're on our way now. So, I'm not sure how long it'll take, but... 
I feel fine now. That's good. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what we're going to face there. So it's kind of a world of unknowns. Is it true? Well, I think right now you should probably rest up and try to keep your keep your mind strong mm-hmm. so you can resist whatever's going on. I wish I could do something. Uh, but I think right now, if we can't find anyone, we need to finish up what we're doing and get out of here as soon as possible to find someone who can help. Exactly. Um, and I'll, I'll rack my brain and see, try to think back if there's anything that I have forgotten that could help or anything like that. Okay. Well... Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rest before the feast. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not take part in that. Oh yeah, no, of course. Not gonna I miss could eat Crystal's a... good old cooked uh, red snapper. Yeah, I could eat like twelve. <laughs> Very hungry. <laughs> it's understandable. I'm also starving. <laughs> yeah, I lost my appetite there for a while after that uh, explosion. But uh, I think I've got it back now. I think when I turn into big creatures, my appetite just remains as a big creature, and I feel oh. like I could just eat a bunch of trees, you know. A bunch of trees? Just like... Oh, that doesn't sound very appetizing. I feel like I could graze a 30-acre pasture right now. Hmm. Okay, well, you do you. I don't think there's many trees around here. No, I think I'll, I think we'll have to suffice with a red snapper. I, I think so. Well, again, I wish I could do something, but I think let's, uh... Let's just keep this on the DL. If it gets worse, let me know, and then I we will. might have to take some drastic yeah. measures. And <laughs> if you start feeling anything with it being on your person, let me know, too. Oh, I didn't mean that bag. You couldn't have given him that bag. He meant the bag with the, the holding bag. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I can't even give him the bag with a crown? Okay. No. You, like, pull it off and you're like... What if he tries to take it from me? Well, wouldn't that be interesting? Well... If it gets worse, let me know. But let's uh, keep our heads down and try to push through, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, and then in the in the little bit of time that they have before the feast um, begins, Octavia is going to see if she can talk to Fulmis because she's she distrusts Fulmis a little bit uh, less than Tsulka. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she'll be like. Fulmis, uh, can you hear me? Always, whether I want to or not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, do you know anything about severing the connection between a person and a magical item? I think what your elf friend was about the extent of it, you need some sort of magic to counteract the magic that has taken hold of you right now. And no one on this ship is uh, advanced enough to do that, we'll say. Do you know what kind of magic that is, even? Well, there's a good spell called Remove Curse that might be a starting point for you. (laughs) Okay. Other similar things, perhaps a a ritual or something like that. Okay. Perhaps if you found some great source of holy divine magic, it might be enough to wash out the... uh, fiendish power that is in that crown, but I don't know if you're going to find such a thing on this plane. Is there any way that you can bolster you can bolster my magic enough that I could cast something? No, no, okay. no. I've given you a fair amount of power, and uh, really, when it comes to matters of the arcane, that is more just Sulka's wheelhouse, whether you I want know. to hear that or not. Ugh. 
Okay, well, thanks. Just wanted to double check, so... Hmm, of course. Don't lose your mind on me. I'll do everything in my power not to. I would appreciate that. But I can't make any promises, unfortunately. Hmm. Anything else? No, no, that's it. Just you hope you're doing well, and we're we're on our way to that Isle of Dread, so right. we'll we'll be getting closer. Um, and you know, keep me posted as you start to feel things. Of course. All right. Well, farewell. Talk to you soon. All right. Anything else you got? think that's it for now. All right. Uh, the day goes by and you uh, join the crew of the mutiny for a feast. There is fish, fish, more fish. And they roll out one bottle or one barrel of the good stuff they have left. That they've been saving for a while. A oh, long while. <laughs> no wonder um, uh, Shark Butch was so interested in all the barrels of wine. Yeah, they haven't had anything good in a while. Uh, so they roll out some good stuff and everybody has a good time and they're glad they didn't die and the ship is still <laughs> floating and the party goes into the night. And we'll pick up there next episode. All right. Not how I was anticipating this encounter ending i'm full of surprises <laughs> goodness yeah it's two for two right here oh man all right everyone thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed what you heard it would really mean the world to us if you left us a review on itunes or your preferred podcasting app um leaving a review is a really great way for uh, more people to learn about our show learn about our game learn about our story uh, and it also just uh, puts wind in our sail to hear your nice words if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Instagram and Twitter, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>